Boolean at this time. For Mama B, I think that 95 years of life and living God deserves to be praised even in this moment. It is hard as far as this family is concerned to lose what I would call the centering piece, the focal point, the matriarch. And yet, we have to admit that even in the midst of death, God is still great. And when you know, amen, you can go ahead and give God praise. When you know who the Lord is, in the pardon of your sins, we come and we celebrate this wonderful and incredible life uh, to this family and to this church. And as we prepare to uh, share in this moment. Going to ask those of you all who are able, if you could, let's stand as we have our call to worship at this time. For this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. And I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I need you to do me a favor if you would not mind putting your hands together. Let's celebrate the life, the light, the love, and the legacy of Sister Beatrice Whitener. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. God, we come right now and we posture ourselves before you. And Lord, we know you are everywhere at the same time. Nevertheless, we need for you to, if you wouldn't mind, manifesting your presence in a very powerful way in this moment for these daughters oh god denise and deborah and tracy we need you to show yourself strong and mighty for them because we're reminded you are a mother for the motherless so lord take every aspect of this worship experience season it oh god with your presence through scripture and song and remarks and yes the word so that this family will be encouraged but even more importantly that you will be glorified it's in the name of your son jesus to christ we pray let every heart that truly believes say amen you may be seated in the presence of the lord we will have the opening hymn and then dr redmond will come with our biblical lessons for today of Old and New Testament and will provide leadership for the rest of these services. Sweet the 
sound that saved a wretch like me. was blind but now I see t'was grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved That grace appeared the hour I first believed through many dangers, toils, and snares. I have. And grace will lead me home When we've been there ten thousand years Bright shining as the sun we days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. day it is to celebrate the life of a great, great woman. Can you put your hands together for Sister B, my dear friend. Our Old Testament reading is found in the 23rd Psalm, and it reads like this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever 
May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of this wonderful psalm. And may it add a blessing to the lives of this family. Our New Testament reading is found in John chapter 14, beginning there at the first verse. And it reads like this, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of this New Testament reading. Would you bow your heads for just a few moments? Let us go to our God in prayer. One of the things that we don't do know that we need we need to talk to God. When we're going through all of the situations that we go through in life, one of the things that we can count on is that God will hear us. So, Father, it is in the name of Jesus Christ that we come before you this afternoon. And, Lord, before we ask you for a thing, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Father, for another day. Thank you for our lying down last night and our early arising this morning. Father, we say thank you because we realize that if it had not been for you on our side, none of us would be here today. God, we say thank you. We thank you, oh God, for seeing us through seen and unseen dangers. Oh God, thank you because that car should have hit us. But God, it, it missed us then. So God, we say thank you. Thank you, oh God, for your mercy and thank you for your grace. God, we thank you, first of all, because you have been mighty, mighty good to us. God, you've been better to us than we have been to ourselves. Oh God, if we are honest, if you had not been on our side, we don't know how we would make it. So God, thank you for the food on our tables and thank you for the clothes on our backs and God, thank you for the beds that we slept in last night and God, thank you for the homes that we have. Thank you, oh God, because you look beyond every one of our faults and you saw our need. So God, if we were honest, we would say we said the wrong thing yesterday and God, we did the wrong thing and God, we went the wrong places but God, you still... Look beyond our faults. And you woke us up one more day. And for that God we say thank you. Thank you oh God. For being a merciful God. Thank you oh God. For being a gracious God. God we say thank you. In the name of Jesus. As we are here. To celebrate the life. Of one of your daughters. Oh God we thank you for Miss B. We thank you for Mama B. Oh God, every person that's in this room, we have been impacted by her life. God, we thank you. Oh God, we thank you. We give you the honor for her life. Oh God, you lent her to us. 
And just the other day, you called her home. But God, we say thank you for the good times. We thank you for the laughter that was shared. Oh God, I thank you for her children. And I lift up her grandchildren. Oh God, I lift them up. Because they need you right now like never before. Oh God, there's a missing place at the dinner table. A missing place at the breakfast table. But God, I pray that you sustain them through the memories of Sister B. Oh God, help them to remember her laughter. Help them to remember her smile. Help her to help them to remember her as she put her hat on as she was going to church. God, we say thank you. Thank you for Sister B. God, thank you for Mama B. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, oh God, as tears are rolling down our faces. Oh God, as tears are rolling down these children's faces, these grandchildren's faces. Oh God, I pray that you would hold them up. Wipe every tear in this place. But God, let them know that they're never alone. That they're never, ever, ever going to forget Mama B. They're never going to miss her. They're never going to, never, never, never going to forget her smile. God, I pray for your peace. Oh, God, give them peace that surpasses all understanding. God, give them peace and understanding today. Let them know that you are a good God. Oh, God, and beside you, there is none other. God, in the days and in the weeks to come, I pray that you let them know that you're going to be right there next to them, right by their side. Even when they're up in the midnight hour and tears are rolling down their faces, God, let them know that you're going to be right there. Oh, God, let them know that the power of your Holy Spirit will sustain them in the days and in the weeks to come. But God, as we continue in our worship today, I pray that you continue to be with us for every person that will stand. Oh, God, be with every person that will sing a song. God, thank you for standing today in power and in anointing. God, we love you. Oh, God, we love you like never before. We love you, oh, God, even through our grief. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you believe the prayer, come on and put your hands together in here. Come on, you can do better than that. Come on, put your hands together in here. If it had not been for the Lord on your side, you really know you wouldn't be here today. We will follow our program as it has been outlined, and we will have a musical selection at this time. I call Pastor Phyllis Boss. Slaughter from the River of Life Christian Fellowship Ministry. I, I want you to put your hands together right now because I know co-pastor Phyllis Ball Slaughter and I know she's going to sing in here today. Come on, you can do better than that. Keep those hands together as she comes. I've been through the fire And I've been through the flood I've been broken into pieces 
Praise the Lord. He will never put more on you than you can bear. Thank you so much, co-pastor. Thank you so much. God bless you. So good to see both of you again. Amen. Amen. We are now um, to the point in our worship experience where we will have tributes. And I want to introduce those who will give tributes and um, they will come to this particular mic and but Bishop you can stay right where you are if you want to or you can come right here and give your remarks so we will begin with Bishop Slaughter after he comes then the grandchildren Sanira Boston and Diamond Hoskins will go to this particular mic and then brother George Dunlap will come and he will give words of tribute and give a resolution I want us to put our hands together as each and every person comes to give words of tribute for this great woman of God. And we want to say greetings to the church and we honor the pastor Pastor Monica Redmond and to the associate minister or the bishop or pastor. Okay, God bless you. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm the chief. Chief, okay. <laughs> amen. We honor the pastor. Amen. And to um, Monica Redmond. We thank God for all of you. I want to say uh, quickly that I uh, thank God for Mama B. Amen. She was everybody's mama. We know that. Uh, a couple of years, a few years ago, we took a trip to New York in the middle of the winter. What were we thinking? So we drove all the way to New York, fine, everything was good, and we got to uh, get ready to come home on that Monday, but on that Sunday, uh, we were watching the news, and the weatherman said there's a severe snowstorm coming from the north, coming down to New York. 
So we were thinking, should we stay here and run the risk of being trapped in New York for a couple of days, or should we try to get out of the city? Again, what were we thinking? So we got on the van and started driving back towards North Carolina. And somewhere between Pennsylvania, we started seeing the snow. But it wasn't that bad, so we kept on riding. And so when we got closer to uh, Pennsylvania and got over into Delaware, crossing over the Delaware Memorial Bridge, it got pretty bad. We were like down to five miles per hour, and the windshield kept freezing up. So we kept on riding and got as far as Maryland. And so my wife called, and we found a hotel, and we were able to stay there. And the woman said, there's a man delivering Chinese food, and we don't know how long he's going to be delivering, so able to get your order while you can. So we all ordered our food and everything. So after a while, we heard a knock on the door, and it was Tracy. And she had this look on her face, be like, oh, Lord, what in the world is going on? She said, preacher and bishop, mama is down there showing out. We're like, what in the world is going on? She said, Mama said, I want to go home. She said, Mama said she didn't want to eat and she didn't want to do nothing but go home. She said, Preacher, y'all, please come and talk to Mama. So we went down there, and I said, Phyllis, you going first. <laughs> so we went in, and we, and we began to talk to Mother. She was watching the news, and Phyllis said, Mama, what's going on? She said, I want to go home. She said, well, Mama, the governor shut down the highway and, and everything, so we can't travel right now. We're going to be here a couple of days. She said, so go ahead and eat, eat, eat your food. She said, I don't want that food. And so I just stepped over. I said, Ma, I said, we can't leave right now. So, uh, so, so it'll be best if you just go on and eat your food because the man ain't delivering no more food, and this is all we got, and we don't want you over here starving. She said, I said, Tracy, hand me that food. <laughs> so Mother began to eat, and she felt better, so we felt it was safe to leave, and we did. So after a while, we called and said, Tracy, how's Mama doing? I said, Mama done ate all that food, and she's about to go to sleep. So we thank God for, for that trip. We will remember the laughs that Mother shared with us, that we had good times traveling up and down the ropes. I want to say, Mother, good night. We will see you in the morning. Nera, Ross, and Diamond Haskins, you may come to this particular mic. After they come, Brother George Dunlap is going to come. They come to this mic. There are mics there. Yes, you can do that. I just wanted, I just want to say that. Um, I know my great-grandma had an impact on everyone in this church. And I just want to say that I will miss her a lot. I want to share one memory where this was about three weeks ago, her last day in a facility that she was in. And she had told me to, like, take her shirt off. But I didn't really know how to do it because I didn't really want to hurt her. And by the time I turned around, half the shirt was off. <laughs> so I just say that to say she was a very strong woman, and I'll miss her a lot. 
hope y'all doing well. Um, taking a lot of me to stand up here, but um, my grandmother played a very major role in everybody's life that's sitting here in front of me, even people that she worked with. Um, the one thing I'm going to always remember about my grandmother is just her strength and her resilience. Um, she was a strong woman. She worked. She took care of her kids. She took care, took care of us grandkids, her great-grandkids. Um, I'm also going to just miss her laughter. She always had a joke for me. And I don't even know who I'm going to bring food to no more. I used to bring her food. She used to have us all bring food. Not just me, all of us. But, um, Grandma, just come to me in my dreams. That's all I ask. say good afternoon to each and every one of you. Um, I have to say that um, Miss B and I were friends. Miss B was a part of that group that would call and check on me on a regular basis. Out of nowhere, Miss B would call. The last time Miss B called me, she said, George, want some of that banana pudding? And so I was prepared to bring the banana pudding to her, so I called and didn't get an answer. And I kept calling, and I called back, and one of the family members answered and said, well, she's at her daughter's house. Then I talked to Jackie Brown. Jackie, asked, have you heard from Miss B? Because we all talked. Miss B was a part of that group that I would invite over to fix dinner for. And I'm telling you, if you could be a fly on the wall to hear that conversation with all of these um, uh, mature ladies, and I'm the only man, you can imagine what that was like. But more than anything, what I wanted to say was that Miss B loved her family. She loved each and every one of you. And any time you talked to her, she was talking about her family. She was a very generous person. We were in choir room a little bit ago and where one of the members said that, you know, I was talking to Miss B one day and I said to her, I like that scarf. And Miss B said, you want it? You can have it. And she has it today because of Miss B's generosity. And so... I, I say that Miss B was everybody's mother. And when I say she was everybody's mother, she was in everybody's business. If Miss B saw me sitting beside a female, the questions would start. Is that your girlfriend? You gonna marry her? And I'm like, Miss B, I, just somebody I'm sitting beside. But she was always curious. But she was curious because she always cared for you. And that's why she did things that she did. As I was sitting thinking about what it is that I would say to Miss B, I began to realize that Miss B has really told you 
about her life and what she wanted. And she did that by way of song. You heard the choir early singing some of the songs that Miss B liked to sing. And I could hear her say right now some of the very songs that meant so much to her. B.B. King wrote a song that says, I'd like to live the love that I sing about. If you would permit me, I would change that just a little bit for Miss B and say, I'd like to live the life that I sing about in my song. And those songs, I can hear Miss B sing right now. Jesus is my captain, and he's fighting for me. Jesus is my captain, and he's fighting for me. He never lost a battle, and I know he never will. He said he'd fight my battle if I just keep still. She'd say, there's a better day coming, by and by. When we reach that city, Way up in the sky, all my troubles will be over. I'll be home at last. There's a better day of coming, by and by. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Down through the years. The Lord's been good to me. Down through the years, the Lord's been good to me. And I could go on and on. But more than anything, I think Miss B would sum it up by saying this. When he calls me, I will answer. I'll be somewhere, somewhere listening for my name. Then I would say to Miss B, well done. Well done. All she wanted the Lord to say was well done. Well, Miss B, God has answered. He said, well done. So as I put on my other hat, the one person in the county who can speak for all of its residents is the chairman of the Board of County Commissioners. And I am delighted to have that privilege and to speak on behalf of the citizens of Mecklenburg County. And so Mecklenburg County offers this proclamation on behalf of the Whiteman family. And it reads, Whereas Beatrice W. Whitener was born to the late George and Janie Wade on October 8, 1927, in McConnell's, South Carolina. And whereas Mrs. Whitener completed her formal education in her hometown and attended Mount Dewell Baptist Church. 
And whereas in 1953, Miss Whitener and her late husband, Guy Whitener, relocated to Charlotte, North Carolina. And whereas Miss B. Whitener began her career at Mercy Hospital and retired 50 years of service in the food service industry. And whereas Miss Whitener enjoyed her retirement years shopping, taking annual beach vacations, celebrating birthdays, spending time with family and friends, and watching her favorite TV programs. And whereas Miss Whitener was a passionate member of the St. Paul Baptist Church and was a part of the hymn choir. And whereas Miss Whitener will forever be remembered by her children, her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren, and her great-great-grandchildren, an extended family, and the many friends whose lives she's touched. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Mecklenburg Board of County Commissioners does hereby proclaim Saturday, March 11, 2023, as Miss Beatrice W. Whitener Day. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Come on and put your hands together for every person that gave words of tribute. Come on, you can do better than that. What a great proclamation. Thank you, Commissioner George Dunlap. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for Bishop Slaughter and see area Boston, Diamond Hoskins. Thank you all so much for your words of tribute. You painted a picture that we all could see, I could actually see it vividly, the picture that you painted. And so we say thank you for you and thank you for your service. But I wanna say something to each and every one of you. Don't let today be the last day that you reach out to this family. They received your calls. Some of you have stopped by the house. Some of you even brought food. And we wanna say thank you to you for that. But I want to say that they're going to need you more after today. So can we say that we're going to continue to call them? I'm not saying text them. I say call them. Stop by the house. Because there's something about physical presence and hearing a voice that makes the difference more than a text message. So can we agree that we're going to do that? If you, if you agree, come on and put your hands together. Come on and put your hands together. Signifying family. We are signifying that we will continue to reach out to you even after today. After the following selection, the next voice you will hear will be our pastor, the Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. Would you hear him as he comes? Come on and put your hands together for that. Amen. Sharon Tidwell, are you here? Okay. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Okay. Get, get one of those microphones. Give me you. Everything else can wait. Give me you. 
Love. 
Well, thank you for your gift of song. We come and we honor our God, our Lord and Savior, the one who is the resurrection, the life, Jesus the Christ, the Holy Spirit, which will give you comfort in the days, weeks, months, and years to come. To uh, Dr. Redmond for leading us in this worship experience uh, to uh, Brother Scott Gibson for your gift of music. I want to thank Bishop and uh, Pastor Slaughter for joining us and for their words of comfort uh, and their song of comfort to this hymn choir uh, for reminding us of the participation of Sister Beatrice Whitener. Thank you, ushers, for being so faithful on post and to our media team. Thank you for ensuring that this worship experience is shared with others who could not be here in physical form. To these lovely daughters, uh, Sister Denise, Sister Deborah, and Sister Tracy, and to the grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren, God is to be praised. Um, we know that the Bible says that if we see three score year and 10 or 70 years, that's a blessing. And by reason of strength, if we see 80, we really have reason to shout. But God allowed for Sister Beatrice to see 95 years of life. And in comparison to eternity, that is like comparing a grain of sand to the entire cosmos. There is no comparison. Um, I, 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 I kind of I struggle with, with how to flow as far as today's sharing is concerned. Um, because it seemed like God keeps taking here at St. Paul the good ones. Um, and Sister B was one of the good ones. Um, and her presence is definitely going to be missed 
um, and I was listening to Bishop talking about how they got stuck in the in the snowstorm and how they couldn't go home, but she's home now. Um, she's home now. Um, I, I, I want to, if, if I could, just for a few moments, lift up two verses of scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 56 and verse 57. It reads like this. The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I just want to talk about Mother Beatrice Victory. Uh, Mother Beatrice Victory. Sister B lived to be 95 years of age and had she gotten to the month of October, the date of the 8th, it would have been 96. God's grace and God's mercy allowed for her to live to see five generations. That's absolutely incredible. Five generations, all the way down to great-great-grandchildren. And what a remarkable blessing that is. Most folks don't even get to see great-grandchildren. And she saw great-great-grandchildren. Sister B was an active member of this church. She participated faithfully in our hymn choir, singing to the glory of God and uplifting this congregation with the rest of her sisters and brothers in the hymn choir. And today we have set apart this time to reflect upon her life, light, love, and legacy because God has called her from labor to refreshment. To her daughters, Sister Denise, Sister Deborah, and Sister Tracy, it is my hope and prayer that you will know that God will sustain you and God will keep you in the tremendous loss of your mother. We're reminded how God is a mother to the motherless. And yet we have to remind ourselves that death unfortunately, is a consequence of living in this world because of sin. The text I presented to you uh, this afternoon is what Paul is really addressing, that you and I, we have to mourn because of a choice Adam and Eve made in the garden to do things their way rather than do things God's way. And so as I attempt to share with you why we're here, uh, I also want to attempt to give some lift to let you know that everything is all right. Uh, Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, is dealing with what I would call a theological and an ontological argument about what happens to the body and to the spirit when we die. That when you read the first part of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he is really arguing about the resurrection of the body. He wants to remind us that when we die, we do not become angels. We do not get wings. There's no such thing as a halo. 
that for those of us who die in Jesus Christ, we get a brand new body, a body that is able to handle being in the presence and the glory of God. But yet in this world, we have to deal with the sting of death because of sin. And part of that sting is our bodies decay, our spirits get tired, we have to deal with sickness, we have to go through pains, we have to deal with troubles, trials, and tribulations in this body. In this body, stuff that used to work in our 20s don't work so well in our 90s. That when we deal with this body, the things that we could remember quickly, we don't recall as so quickly. That, that in this body, there is decay and there is graying. And unfortunately, that is because of sin. Uh, the sin that Adam and Eve committed in the Garden of Eden that was pressed upon all of humanity according to Scripture, that is why we have to even deal with death itself. But then Paul says, but the strength of sin is the law. And, and Paul is basically saying that even though we have to deal with sin and even though we have to go through some unpleasant things in this life, he wants us to understand that doing good does not save you. That there must be this intrinsic, intricate relationship with none other than Jesus Christ, who is the resurrection and the life. And if we believe in him, though we die, we shall yet live again. The strength of sin is the law. And unfortunately, too many of us Think that if we do the right thing, that makes us right with God. But you can do right and not know who God is. Because I know some good atheists who would treat you better than Christians who claim to know who Jesus is. But you and I are not saved because of our righteousness. We are saved because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. So I say all that to get to this, and I'm about to take my seat. So Paul, as he engages in this argument and wants us to understand that there is something beyond this world, beyond this veil of tears that empowers us and gives us hope that death does not have the last word. That you and I, we have victory, not because of who we are, but we have victory because of who Jesus is. And Mama B knew who the Lord was for himself. We receive victory through our Lord Jesus because he proved that sin is not a necessary part of our humanity. Jesus was holy and harmless, undefiled. He hung out with sinners even though he did not commit sin. He was tempted like we were, yet he never failed to sin. And even though he was tempted like we were, he shows us how we are to live. That if you and I follow Jesus Christ as our example, we get real close to God. But the reason that we have victory is because he gave himself as a sacrifice to redeem us from our sins. He who knew no sin became sin 
that you and I might become the righteousness of God. And that is how Mama B flowed as far as her life was concerned. She covered herself in the righteousness of Christ that allowed for her to be able to claim Jesus as her own. It is in this way, my beloved, that Jesus Christ gives us victory over sin. He makes us perfect in every good work if we do what he tells us to do. And if we sin, he is able and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But, but, but not, only, not only are we covered in his righteousness, but here's the blessing. God raised Jesus from the dead that gives us victory over sin and death. In this life, Right now, right here and now, you and I, when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, we accept Christ, we have supernatural life, we have eternal life because of the death and resurrection of Jesus. And if you know who Jesus is in the pardon of your sin, you got eternal life even though you live a natural life because eternal life will supersede the natural life that when you die, you don't really die, you just take a nap. Until the blowing of that great resurrection trumpet when the dead in Christ shall rise and the rest of us that are still around shall be caught up in the air and we shall bask in his glory forever and ever. If we believe in him, we got resurrection. If we believe in him, we shall see him in his glory. And therefore, my sisters and my brothers, therefore, family and friends, be steadfast in knowing that God raised Jesus from the dead. Be unmovable in the assurance that the bodies of those that sleep in Jesus shall be raised at the last day, abounding in the work of the Lord, keeping their bodies subjected to his holiness and living a life of faith that will empower us to bask in the glory of God forever and forever. I'm closing, but let me just say, Paul closes my passage of scripture I share with you by saying these words, but thanks be to God who gives us victory, the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about anybody else, but the only reason that I'm able to have even a sense of joy in the midst of this pain is because Jesus got up from the dead. I don't know. I don't know, Sister Deborah and Sister Denise and Sister Tracy, how the church could exist for a week, let alone over 2,000 years after the crucifixion of Jesus, unless Jesus got up from the dead. And when Paul preached, he tells us that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he was God in the flesh, that he died on the cross for our sins, that he was raised from the dead, that he ascended into heaven, that he's ruling the world, and he's breathing his presence on those who believe in him, and that one day he's going to come and judge the quick and the dead. In other words, Jesus has taken over what the enemy thought he had. Jesus has the victory. Can I tell y'all what that victory is over? That victory is over death itself. Here's the shout. It is the death of death. And our theology, our faith is not that death has conquered us. But if we are in Jesus, we conquer death. 
When Paul follows the logical track, he traces the fact that when he thought about death, sin came to mind. And when Paul thought about sin, the law came to mind. And when he thought about the law, condemnation came to his mind. But you and I, when we're in Jesus Christ, we're no longer condemned. And since we're no longer condemned, we have victory over death itself. So, even when our, our lives end in physical death, we will transition one day to the resurrection. Because when you're in Christ, you don't really taste death. You don't really die because death itself is dead. And because of the victory that you and I have in Jesus Christ, Mother B has something that you and I don't have. I don't know what she was in her best self in years before. I don't know how wonderful and how beautiful and how magnificent she was in days before. But I want you to know that if her spirit, the last time I saw her, was anything of what she used to be, I want you to know that ain't nothing compared to what God has for her. Let me tell you why I'm shouting and I'm about to run out of my shoes right now because when you know who Jesus Christ is for yourself and when you die in Christ, God frees you from some stuff. She is free from the problems and pains of this world. She is free from sickness. She is free from headaches and heartaches. She is free from troubles and trials. She is free from tears and tribulation. She is free from pains and perplexity and yet she used to sing in the choir but can I tell you a song she really gonna sing one day she gonna sing that song I heard an old old story how a savior came down from glory how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me I heard about his groaning of his precious blood atoning and I repented of my sins and won the victory can I preach it the way that I feel it oh victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him and in all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood and now she is able to bow down at the feet of the one that died for her sins, rose for her justification and will one day come back and claim her as his own. So bow Oh, mother be and one day we shall join you in the procession hallelujah 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 mama B's victory how many of us know that she is singing in heaven right now come on all over this place let's give God some glory some glory mama B's victory Hallelujah. I'm going to ask everyone to stand except for the family. Everyone else, please stand as the funeral directors come back. To God, we give the glory. To God, we give the glory. Don't you feel God in this place right now? We thank our pastor for a great word today. That word that is going to help us and it's going to keep us in the weeks and the days to come. To God, we give the glory. Great things he is doing in our lives. I'm going to invite Pastor to come back as we recess out on our way to the, um, to the cemetery. We need um, some ladies, if you don't mind, to come and gather the flowers. 
Gentlemen, we need some brothers that can serve as pallbearers and need at least six. If I could get six, six brothers that can come and serve as pallbearers. If you will come to my, my right, your left. If I can get at least six brothers, six brothers. I can get one more brother. God bless you. I see you coming. Thank you so much. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. You're fine. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house there are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said, how do we know where you're going, Lord? And who shall show us the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, woman, boy, or girl can come to the Father except by me.